0: This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by FightingForphilly.com. You bleed Philadelphia, so wear Philadelphia. Use the promo code BGNR20 to take twenty percent off of your order. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. Check them out at Fighting for Philly. That's F-I-G-H-T-I-N-F-O-R-Philly. Com. You're listening to BGN Radio.
1: Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us.
0: I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Nation, we have made it into episode number 165. Uh, myself and James Zelter, uh, back again one more time for episode number 165. Feeling fresh because we both got haircuts today. James, what's happening, pal? Yo,
1: buddy, I got a haircut, you got a haircut. We're all getting haircuts and feeling fresh and 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 handsome and and positive about ourselves, which should last like a day or two. So it'll be good,
0: <laughs> exactly. So, I wanted to basically today, I wanted to spend they yeah, just getting into the positivity and I, I think the drama has just I think everybody's pretty much sick of talking about Bradford. I'm at my last end. I was, you know, hanging out with Mr. Kyle Scott and crossing broad Jim Adair. We had that fight going on. Uh, that's in our feed, too. If you want to listen to that, if you're if you need some more Bradford hate and uh, uh, non hate and Tom Condon and all that stuff. That's going to be everywhere this week. But what I wanted to do, along with bringing Jeff Moser on, who's going to join us once again, we're getting back into the swing of things here, and we're happy that he's joining us every week again. But, James, I wanted to get it just more into the positive attitude, you know? Let's let's just look forward into most of the, the, the things that we're going to be excited about, you know? I, I, I know at some point it's going to be really hard to try and, and do that, and look, it's... It's April or May, whatever month we're in. See, I don't even know. It's all kind of merging here together. Uh, and it's not quite, I don't know if everybody remembers out there. By the way, if you are listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, Stitcher, please rate, subscribe, review, give us the feedback, and we will try and, you know, make the make the best Eagles podcast product that we can produce out there. For those who have been listening to us and asking about, hey, you're going to be on Google Play, by the time I think this is out, we should be on there. So if you are a Google player, uh, that should that should uh, be up and Adam for you but yeah I mean James it's just it's really hard to get uh get excited when there's when there's drama going on so I figured we'd have a little fun today and we would just have the five things that we're most looking forward to this season like what is what is really going to uh, get this fan base excited what's going to get us excited I'm gonna let you start off first so give me your first what are you going to be excited about? This season, John.
1: I'm not sure what uh, what this positive attitude thing you're talking about is excited. I, I don't know what that is, John. <laughs> I'm I'm just yeah. here to hate. Um, yeah, no, John. I there, there there are things to get excited about it, especially moving into the future like we've talked about. Um, so so, yeah, I'll start with number five. And uh, this one, I, I don't know if if a lot of fans are as excited for this as I am, but I'm excited for. Eric Rowan, and Nelson Aguilar. And and as wow. the first two picks of last year, I think Rowe has the chance he's going to start. He, we saw what he could do just from a, a coverage standpoint. I mean, I, you know, I know the the Calvin Johnson game, but we, we've we all discussed it. He was right on Calvin, and, and you're going to lose those battles in your first action ever, you know, prolonged action ever. So um, I, I'm excited to see him grow and get another year and, and be relied on. And with Aguilar, you know, I just think that Aguilar is just – like this, this lost figure and all this, who's, who's just been kind of written off, and and he was a first round pick last year, and and not because of Chip. Like everyone had him in the you know late first, early second at worst, you know. So and he was supposed to be pro ready, and and I think his season last year got derailed by that early injury, by all the you know unsettledness with the team and, and by the fact that the offense just wasn't that effective, especially moving the ball, you know, anywhere past five yards down the field. So, um, I, I'm excited for Aguilar to, to get a real chance here to, you know, maybe potentially if he stays healthy, uh, be there for a full training camp, be there to start the season and and potentially show us why he was a first-round draft pick.
0: Nelson Aguilar might show up on this list once again and a little higher, hint, hint, uh, because I... I am very excited about that. I also think I yeah, I'm going to stick with Eric Rowe too because uh I didn't put him on my list only because I already think that this guy is re- is rock and roll. He is ready to go. And again, I think it's I, I, a, a big part of this is it is kind of a still of weird conversation going on with the defense. There's like, "Hey, this is this is good or this is okay." And I think people are still kind of resilient to say that this is this is a, a great defense, despite the lack of depth at the linebacker and the end and yes, corner. But the starters themselves look gr- like it's going to shape up to be to be pretty awesome. And although there wasn't, um, a, you know, a ton of additions to that uh, this this off season, there were some uh, changes. Well, I really shouldn't say that either. I mean, there's there's new faces all over the place as far as like linebacker and uh, there's a new starting safety in here. So I I think that all equates to having a lot of you know Eric Rowe to me is is a uh is going to be that lido that we've been looking for is going to be that he's going to be that guy you know Eric Rowe is the real deal for sure uh and I'm excited to see uh what he's going to do sticking with the corners and this is th- i think he gets keeps getting lost into the shuffle rightfully so no one's actually seen him play no one knows what's going on with his health other than he's ahead of schedule for this year so i i can't actually wait for camp to start uh, for Ja'Cory Shepard because I really do think that he, he was going to be on something there. I really do think Ja'Cory Shepard can be a starting cornerback in this league. I didn't think that at first when they were starting to draft him, but uh, I, I just you know going back and looking at his college tape as soon as they did, I I, I understood it and the injuries are what kind of kept him back from from being in that mid mid to uh, mid tier kind of uh, what am I what the hell am I trying to say James the <laughs> Shepard was going to be that that third rounder. You yeah, Third or fourth I gotcha, rounder that yes. was going to come up here. Gotcha. Right <laughs> <you. laughs> yes, he, dr- there it he is. dropped
1: because uh, of the injury, for sure.
0: You were right. Right. So, I, I am really excited to see if uh, Ja'Cory Shepard can move it forward here. James, uh, what's number four on your list?
1: Well, I'm going to stick with last year's rookie class, and I was indi- originally just going to say that the top three picks from last year for number five, but... I think he obviously deserved his own slot, and it's just to see Jordan Nix play football again.
0: Yeah, of course. We we got
1: tantalized, tantalized with eight games that were just, you know, we discussed it. He was the best player on the field for the Eagles, you know, uh, and maybe outside of Fletcher Cox. So um, just to get the chance to see that kid back, obviously in in a new defense with Schwartz, see what he could do with him. I'm just, I'm excited to watch that kid play football again because it was such a surprise you know, to have him be that good, that quick uh, and out of nowhere, really. And then to just lose him like that, right. When we were starting to be like, Oh my God, we get to watch this guy every week. What um, was a bummer. So I'm really excited to see Jordan Nicks play football again.
0: Yeah. How, how could you not be? You know, it is. Uh, I, I mean, he came from uh, the, the who Google to the Google to uh, just a, just a monster. Like he was all over the place. And I've, I've never seen a guy so red, you know, in we don't know uh, we have a, a, a pretty good idea what shorts is going to run you know we we understand the wide 9 we understand that the middle linebacker is going to be one of the most important positions in that defense mm-hmm. and Crusoe. jordan hicks is finally the guy that can be that You can be that guy uh it, this isn't uh casey matthews that's going to be hanging out and this isn't 2011 where you know, you're just used to chaos and uh, everything else on the defense. Nobody could cover, nobody could tackle, uh, and Jason Babin was just getting sex. This is this to me is just man. I I almost want to jump to number one because I could I could transition easily into that. But I'm going to hold off and I'm going to cool this down just a touch because number four, kind of an I don't know, it's kind of a weird answer, but I I am really excited about Joe Douglas. I, I love this hire by the the one thing that I think we can all agree on is Joe Douglas needed to be in here and they needed a really strong personnel guy in here so uh, the the thing I'm looking forward to is is what's going to build on to Wentz really you know at at the end of next year whatever the picks are uh, I'm excited to see what they start building around here Uh, I know that this year you know you go get the quarterback and we'll have to see if that works out but also just what the nose of this guy, I want the Aussie does it again. I know we make fun of that all the time. And we look at Baltimore and listen, they make a lot of dumb picks every now and again too, but most of them are exactly what that team needs. They're they're right in the pocket. They fit the personality. They fit the head coach. They give, you know, uh, minus obviously the, I'm not saying look Ray Rice and all that stuff. There's plenty of things to make fun of the Ravens about, but at the end of the day, uh, they have probably one of the strongest personnel people in the league. And if this guy is really as advertised, you know, Philly's going to see something that actually hasn't happened in a long time, which is continuity, building a team. <laughs> and 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 that's what I'm excited for next year. I know we can argue back and forth about everything else that's happened this year, but Joe Douglas coming in here next year and building and building and building and building for the next couple of seasons Makes me really excited. Uh, f- really just to to get this thing going that's why i'm so anti why is bradford still here because i want the cl- i want this clock to go i don't want to waste any more time like just be just be done with it so i'm excited to see what joe douglas does here james
1: yeah john i don't know how you couldn't be just like you said to my jordan hicks one i mean and andy Weddle, for that matter who is also really really well spoken of throughout the league and obviously the baltimore connection there as well um yeah man i mean look how much have we talked about the the dysfunction in the front office and and at least you know whether nothing to do with how we are are, are, uh judging how he's you know skills or whatever whatever we think of him just the fact that you know they were very short-handed and and without a real power structure and there's there's some sort of organization there now and there's structure and there are you know real football guys coming in who can who can help you know guide the the personnel process and uh I just think it's huge to have that kind of stability in the front office right now, moving forward. Especially when you look at the fact that you know they've essentially had you know three different personnel heads over the past few years, with with you know going from Howie to Gamble to to Chip, essentially to Howie. You know, I mean, it's been a it's been a uh, a really kind of you know rough road there. So uh, it, it's hopefully this is uh, you know a couple of hires here that are going to provide some real stability in that front office.
0: Yeah, where then when there's just like if if it's everything that is advertised here, where a guy that, in, you know, Jeff told us this last week, where it's a guy that really commands the room. He brings people together, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of just falls in line with, you know, the emotional intelligence, the open communication that these guys are kind of looking for here. So I think that's moving forward. I think that's fantastic. And I will jump to my number three, which James has already mentioned about, Nelson Aguilar. I'm I'm probably more excited to see him than anybody else this year because I really do want to see if it was Chip's offense that affected that. Was it just the rookie rookiness added on to don't worry about the technique, worry about getting to the next play? Because you heard that last year. I want to see if that's true. And I do think, just like James was saying, Nelson Aguilar not only just it wasn't it wasn't a chip thing. This this again was across the league that he was one of the best route runners and the best footwork guys that you have seen. And when he has the ball in his hands, he turns into a running back. I want to be able to see that. And, and with Doug and Frank's offense, even if it's more a a simplified West coast offense where they're most of the time they're worried about get to the open space. That's the most important thing and catch the ball. Uh, I I think if you can find that mentality with Nelson, you're really going to start to see, that playmaker that we thought he he can be, and I know that there's a lot of people that st- aren't writing him off, and uh, and the, as they shouldn't. But I am I'm completely pumped for Nelson Aguilar because this team definitely needs. And look, it's not that I, I just think he needs to be that Jeremy Macklin type. You know, he doesn't need to be the one, but he just needs to be the 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 one A or the two or whatever, and then you can start growing on this wide receiver core. Along if he if he sticks, and you have him and Jordan. Maybe Ruben Randall can give you something at three. Maybe you know, Chris Givens can give you something at four. Maybe there, you know, there's a lot of different babies with this wide receiving core. I'm I'm most excited, mainly because we need Nelson Aguilar to stick. And I think he can. Uh he's just too he's too talented of a guy. Um, and just needs to get over those dropsies and everything else. But who's number three for you, James?
1: John, I'm gonna pander to the brand here, and I'm gonna go with Gardy McBeef and Next, Dawkins. The Eagles went out in free agency and got a massive athletic guard in Brandon Brooks and a, a hitter yeah, and a hitter a good and one. a hitter in, in McLeod. They got, they got two guys at this fan base, two types of guys, and maybe did they overpay for those positions specifically? potentially, but they were huge needs, and they got two really good younger guys uh, who I think can grow here, and uh, I, I'm especially excited about Brooks, um, both because of, of the way he plays and the size. I mean, a 340-pound guard with that kind of, you know, speed, agility, athleticism it is really a special thing, so I, I'm really excited about that, and and more so, it just seems like this guy gets it. He gets being a pro athlete he gets this city he's already really endeared himself to this eagle fan base so uh, i'm pumped to see you know brandon brooks go out there and maul some guys and and go out and eat cheesesteaks
0: after and uh, you know and then obviously mcleod <laughs> is mark sanchez people. coming mark sanchez coming to that cheesesteak fest no he's uh, no? Okay. he's gonna
1: be too busy uh, smoking legal weed out in uh denver
0: yeah, what's the uh, what's the equivalent to Yakitori Boy out in Denver? Is anybody,
1: That's a great <laughs> anybody question. Know? No, uh, it's a wonderful <laughs> question. I'm sure there is something along those lines, or if not, they just you know. Get stoned and imagine they're singing karaoke.
0: Yeah, that's right, and which is the best uh, kind of karaoke, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be kind of
1: wow, that, I, John, I'm real quick, that was a real subtle little dig at, at karaoke there. That was that was.
0: No, I like I like uh. karaoke. I'm just saying, like the best kind of karaoke so is you're when saying, you're saying, free and I gotcha, having fun, and, gotcha, yeah. yeah, you can do it anywhere. No, ah, no, no. And okay. By the way, yakitori boy is fantastic, especially if you're doing like oh, the birthdays terrific. in the in the booth. Love it! Terrific. I love that. No, place. but
1: I'm with you in, in terms of the life karaoke thing. I often wish yeah. that when I'm walking around, I could just bust in the song, and it would, you know, and it would be great, and everyone would be singing and dancing, and it'd be fun. So, uh, yeah, can
0: you imagine? Can you imagine being in Denver and just somebody just handing you a joint and then just sitting down a microphone? And then whatever song comes, I mean, that'd be, where's that business? You know, where's the, uh, where's the surprise karaoke? Uh, I love this, you John. Hired? You gotta, you, know? you gotta
1: edit this part out of the podcast and so no one steals this brilliant idea.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you before we leak any more brilliant ideas, uh, right now joining us on the fighting for philly.com hotline is Jeff Mosher. Once again, that's F I G H T I N F O R Philly.com. All you have to do. Go to their site, type in the promo code BGN20 after you're done purchasing all of the awesome Carson Wentz t-shirts that they have, all of the different flyer stuff that they have, all of the different Philly stuff that they have. It's perfect ballpark weather. They've got hats, hoodies, all different types of apparel. You bleed Philadelphia, so wear Philadelphia. Go check them out, fightingforphilly.com. Jeff, uh, what is happening this afternoon, bud? How are you? What's going on, man? Well, feeling good, I we you know, we're trying to make it a feel-good episode. We're just like, you know, we understand that there's a lot of drama going on. We're probably understanding that it's not going to go away anytime soon. But let's let's just bring in the drama just for a moment because I, I just, is this Bradford thing ever going to end? Is there ever going to be, because I just get the feeling that even into the season, this thing's going to be following him around forever unless he starts winning football games. Is that how you see it?
2: Yeah, because it's funny. He comes back to the team and, you know, you figure, well, he's back now. It's going to die down. And then his agent keeps on talking and, you know, saying things like, uh, you know, we wanted to go to Denver, which we know is a better team, which is fine. That's true and all. But uh, man, I don't think you want your quarterback talking about how you think another team. You'd rather be there because it's a better team. It doesn't exactly, you know, wow, the teammates (laughs) you think that way about them, Um so, no, I, I, you know, it'll, I don't think it's ever going to end until Sam Bradford is officially off this team and we're on to Carson Wentz there, But then, as you know, John, it's just a different type of drama.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And that's why it's – and this is the thing to me where, yeah, there may have been – it might have just been Denver, right? It, it might have been just been Denver. That's that's kind of like what we're going to go with here. Why, what is the point? This is what I haven't been trying to figure out all week. What is the point of holding on to Sam Bradford? this year like it, it, you I, I still have i understand yeah they could be get a bigger trade value uh, another buffer for whens sure but all of that seems so short term just to like you know what you've you've made your choice already the eagles have made the, made the choice of who they want a quarterback why are they holding on to sam bradford well i mean or, or why why did they i guess i should say
2: maybe i'm putting too much into it but uh you kind of hit it a little bit i mean if sam goes out there and Plays at an adequate level, to, you know, a fairly decent level. Uh, I think his trade value is pretty good next year. And you're talking about a team that doesn't have a first-round pick next year and doesn't have a second-round pick the year after. So anything they re- can recoup, um, to me, is a bonus for them. So I, I think you know, it, 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 the trading him now when they want him, they also want to win. I, and I believe that you know, I can understand that from their standpoint. Um, you're you're trying to grow an organization here and you're trying to groom a younger quarterback. And as we've seen with the Sixers, is it better to grow young talent around nothing and a a very bad team, or is it better to be competitive and have somebody the veterans can learn from so that, uh, I mean, the rookies can learn from, so that when Carson Wentz is ready to take over, not, you know, this coming season, but next coming season, is he stepping into a team that's a little bit more battle tested than it would be if they had just decided to tank? A year so uh that's my kind of rationale about it I guess but I certainly understand the idea that they've kind of created the best same point too
0: yeah it just seems to me and I understand all of those points but that's what Chase Daniels for right I mean like there it's not like there's an in-between of you know if there is just I I, I don't know I just think it delays like I, I've, I've just it's so unheard of for me and this kid needs – Wentz needs time. I think we can all agree with that. Wentz needs playing time this year. So if Sam Bradford does really well to – I mean, like, is it really worth the development uh, delay of of him? Like, if, if Bradford plays well and he ends up playing the entire year, it, that doesn't seem to me like it's a great long-term solution from – What are we talking about here from, like, instead of, are they trying to really get two twos at the end of the day? Is that that where you think their head's at? Or is this trying to get, like, a a third-round pick? Like, why would you delay your future quarterback for a third-round pick, I guess, essentially?
2: Yeah, I mean, John, there are really good questions that a lot of people have been kind of debating back and forth, and I don't know if we'll ever get a crystal clear answer until after. But, I mean, it seems to me that the Eagles just think that, Carson Wentz would be better served, uh, better served sitting for a year, Um, at least, at least, you know, maybe at most a year, maybe less than that, but a good solid year. And it would serve him even better if he sat for a year while the team was, you know, winning some games with Sam Bradford. And remember, they can't do this all in the vacuum. They had to sign Sam Bradford before they could sign St. St. Daniels. And they had to, sign Sam Bradford before they were due, they knew they were going to go up from eight to two, so at some point when they were making their offseason plans, Sam had to come first, and they had to say we don't know what we're going to get, so let's just get Sam and go with it for a year, and if we're lucky enough to get Carson Wentz, because I do know they wanted Carson Wentz, you know right after the Senior Bowl, but they had no idea they were going to get him. But I'm sure they thought if they were lucky enough to get Carson Wentz, then it would just be an understudy year to Sam Bradford, and then they would be able to. Sam Bradford at the end of the year. And I think even though circumstances may have changed a little bit and they actually got what they wanted in a, in a different way than everybody predicted. It doesn't mean that they necessarily want to abandon their process. And I, I don't think Carson has to play this year. I, I really don't. I, I, I think he, he does. I don't, I don't think it was detrimental to Aaron Rodgers to miss a few years. Um, and granted, they had Brett farm. I'm not trying to say <laughs> the Eagles have Brett Farber, So, they, But my, my point is, it, I don't think it's a deterrent all the time. If a quarterback, especially one as inexperienced as uh, Carson is, compared to some other guys who played the position for a longer time, has a year to to learn—not necessarily from Sam, but from Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, and DiFilippo. Lippo.
0: Yeah, I think he can see. I just I th- I think he can do both things. And I'm not saying like, oh yes, let's start week one. But I I would I mean, you know, four games. You have to you have to at some point. You got to see what this kid has and what he needs to work on, you know? And that's, I think, from the program that he came with to the the position, uh, how long he's been playing QB for, yeah, I I don't know. And I understand your vacuum point, and I'm not trying to say that either. I'm just saying, okay, the chips have fallen. Like, it it seemed like it would be, I, I don't know, a pretty good idea just to move forward from there. Only because, and this is... You know, we hear uh, we hear Sal Pal talking last night on the Fanatic as uh, Mosher is is currently walking into here, uh, and I don't know. I, that's what I want to get your opinion on it too. I mean, does anybody you know? You are saying like, yeah, Chase Daniels really doing the right thing here? He's he's winning over the locker room already. Is anybody winning over the lock, locker room right now? Like these guys are just kind of been there for a couple of days. There was really no. It was all kind of a brand new team last year. It's kind of a new brand new team this year. So what what's your make of that i mean is that uh is is bradford going to be eventually welcome back or has this really tarnished some of the uh the relationships in the locker room here
2: yeah i think whenever you talk about 53 guys john it's been my experience that when you have polarizing situations like this um it's exactly as you might think it would be some people care less some people could care more some people will form an opinion some people haven't formed an opinion as strong i mean you can You clearly hear from guys like Jordan Matthews that they believe in Sam and like Sam and want him here. Um, And you know, I have to think a guy like Jason Peters, and I'm not speaking for him. I haven't talked to him. I don't know, but he knows his window uh, is closing too, at least with the Eagles. And he would like to win a Super Bowl. He's talked about that being his only goal in life at this point. And I would I would think if you ask Jason Peters honestly who he thinks he has a better shot of winning with this year, he would probably say Sam over Carson. So I don't think he's as eager to get you know, help groom a young quarterback. I think she wants to win as many games as possible and see how the, the chips fall. I mean, we all know the Eagles don't look, I like guess Super will contender right now, but stranger things have happened. Um, so I, I imagine there are guys in that locker room that just want to win some games, uh, and not be part of this, like kind of rebuild. So they're willing to look at Sam and say, all right, you're back. It, 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 well, really how much did, did Sam He didn't miss anything? He missed a couple yeah. weeks of, uh, you know, off season conditioning, a big deal, you know. So it's not nobody's sweating Fletcher Cox being
0: away right now either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well Fletcher Cox's agent isn't also going on the radio and, you know, trying to <laughs> try to do whatever either. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know how that's gonna kinda end up here, but uh, the final thing from us is just like, you know, we're trying to bring we're just trying to get ourselves out of the muck a little bit here. Is there one thing that you are looking forward to, whether that's a QB competition, the defense, what What are you looking forward to this season?
2: Uh, I'm really looking forward. And maybe this is cliche to say, John, but the defensive line and really just, just what Schwartz brings to this defense, but especially this defensive line. know, I am of the belief that this thing is with Fletcher Cox will get worked out, uh, that he will be on the team this year and going forward. And uh, I, I, he was, Basically, drafted the play in this defense years ago when Washburn was the uh, defensive line coach. So I think it's perfectly suited for him, for Brandon, for Vinny especially. Uh, Connor Barlin, to me, is a little bit still of a square peg in a round hole. But, you know, we know he has pass rushing acumen. Had fourteen and a half sacks a couple of years ago. I'm just uh, – to me, that's the one thing that if you're going to hang your hat on these Eagles – is that this defensive line is going to eat some quarterback this
0: year. Uh, Jeff Mosier from 97.5 the Fanatic through the Eagles scouting. That's yes, We appreciate your time as always, bud. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Well, uh, Jeff, we appreciate the time as always, bud, and uh, you know, we had to, th- I mean, we had to throw in a little Bradford in there. You know, it's just, it's just unavoidable here, James, and we want to get back to the to the top five list here, but I, I don't know. Is there any is there any other different angles that we haven't heard on this thing yet? I mean, it's just I, the only different thing that I've heard this week was, and I mentioned it with Jeff, was just the Sal Pal thing where he just kind of comes out and is like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's going to uh, lose the rock locker room now and uh, Chase Daniels taking it. And I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Jeff. Do you honestly think that anybody has won or lost the locker room due to this thing no
1: but john I'm, I'm gonna go a step further and yet again pander to the to the fan base to, to our listeners out there and i'm gonna refuse to talk about this because you there there <laughs> is nothing new nothing has changed uh, yeah. he's there There's nothing new. he's gonna play and if he doesn't play look if if they're gonna trade him awesome you know what for right now there is literally nothing we can do about it it was a weak sauce holdout for for what it's worth who cares I, i'm just i've yeah. i've i have heard this guy's name more in the last you know three weeks than than i I've, I've heard like my freaking wife's name like I'm, I'm just i'm good i'm good <laughs> on good. sam bradford
0: yeah I'm, I'm i'm yeah as i said we're pretty burned out on that thing too Wait, which, which is
1: pretty funny when when i'm gonna lead into to number two a little tease there
0: yeah, well, I, we might have a number two thing. Well, we'll start with that. What is it? So getting back to it, these are the five things that we're excited about moving into this season. What's your number two, James?
1: John, it would have been easy to just say Carson Wentz, whether he plays or not, just just seeing him on the sidelines, you know, that, that beautiful tall ginger stalking the sidelines, waiting for the chance. <laughs> are you talking
0: about Ben Natan again? Obviously.
1: Ta- okay. Waiting for the chance to go in and... Put this future franchise on his back. So I I, lo- I, 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 every time I see Wentz, I'm gonna smile just cause, cause of hope and cause of the possibility. But I, in general, man, I, I, I know it's a little. Maybe this is my. Uh, my most uh, masochistic answer here but I'm just excited for all things quarterback I'm excited for the awkwardness I'm excited <laughs> to to for everyone to kind of you know be on Bradford's ass I'm excited for the Wentz wagon to be going nuts I'm excited to see if Chase Daniel squeeze in a squeezes in a starter too less excited to hear 10 million people call him Chase Daniels over and fucking over guilty
0: White um, right here uh, 100% uh, no Spelling more. wrong say it no. wrong Dude, the, can't the, the man's
1: avoid name it. Because and I've, as i've said john as i've said he has one good thing about him he has two first names and you want to take that that's away not from him. Thing. That, that's, that's not a good thing that's not a good great thing, thing you, john
0: that's we we learned nothing from teen wolf now, uh, i think. You, you know
1: but yeah you can't go back to teen wolf for that, that i mean <laughs> come on john but um so, all right so yeah i just in general i'm excited about the organist. and, and i'm also excited about flip cuz uh, after that that uh you know the the calling wens video flip is is easily my you know favorite guy on this team at least on the offensive oh, yeah. side of the
0: ball like uh, I, I, that guy just oozes cool so um, you know what's funny too is Kyle Scott called me out about that last week what did what did for it call some you ridiculous out about? because I had said and look I I look I overstated it for sure I had said look I said Filippo made uh, McCown and Manziel look like gods and I shouldn't have said gods. But the, no, you know, no, they, and not Manziel, they not look, Mandel,
1: but he did make Josh McCown look good.
0: He did. Yes, they, he made them both look good. He made David Carr look. good. I said David again. He made Derek Carr look good. So I think uh, you can hang your hat on. Hey, Felipe, how to deal with quarterbacks? Yeah, that's I, you know that probably should be my number two, really. And it actually we we're pretty much are tied here. And this might surprise some of the audience because even though I'm critical. Of what happened during the draft, I'm still very excited to see Carson Wentz, and that's in preseason. That's any time I'm going to be able to flash and get him, because I want to. I want to make this clear. Back in October of this past year, when there was no Doug and there was no Howie and there was no anything else, I still had the same opinion on Carson Wentz from October until now, in which he's going to need time and he's got great tools to work with, and it's a it's a kid that you can take later and that was a, a, a bad look by me because I, I didn't honestly think that he would go in the first round until, you know, the Senior Bowl happens, people get excited, and and, and we end up here. So regardless of whatever the, whatever BS that I'm trying to figure out where Carson Wentz fits in the NFL, I, I really want to see him. And that's more or less why I'm so adamant about Bradford not being here. I want Wentz's, Wentz to have... Playing time. I want him to have playing time. I'm not against him sitting for seven games, just like me and Jeff were talking about. But I want to see him play five or seven games this year because that's what this franchise... The franchise doesn't need to hang out and wait for this kid to get better on the bench. It just doesn't happen. I don't think it hurts either. I understand people's arguments for sitting for the entire year. It's just, to me, it's it's never... Happened before the history of the NFL when moving up to get a guy, and that could be because of the quarterback situation of those teams that are really bad. There's no real solid evidence saying that, one way works the other. So I'm not trying to say that, but I I do think for his development and for the future of this franchise, he needs to play for sure at some point this year. And whether that's and and that's what I'm the the QB competition. Just like you said, James, that's why I'm excited about it because. As much as we hate the storyline and we're just bitching about how boring it gets, once this thing turns into training camp and once this thing turns into preseason, if you have a hot battle, like what if all three QBs look just as good as everybody else? What do you do? Obviously, I think Sam's Sam's still your guy there. Or what if Chase outperforms Sam and Wentz doesn't? Or what if Wentz outperforms both of them? Are they going to start week one? You know, so that to me, the QB competition moving into this thing is going to be fucking awesome. Despite
1: John, John, uh, John, 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 uh, I'm sorry. Sam Bradford has uh, has put a a request out that no one use the term competition. Uh, It makes him feel uncomfortable. He gets a little weak in in the knees. (laughs) He starts sweating. It's just it's so just, you know, we don't want to do that to poor Sam. He's already, gone, he's already gone through enough, John. The poor man has only $77 Good million dollars in his bank account, okay?
0: <laughs> Listen, can I just say something about that real quick? Like, he was the last dude that was grandfathered in on the ridiculous yeah, contract. He, yeah, is. Of course he's going to be making more money than anybody passed him. He was the last guy <laughs> to do so. Anyway, uh, but regardless of that, you're. I mean, I just... That to me is would, would almost be exciting as my number one. And I think it's already been said on during this podcast if you were paying attention. But what is your number one thing here, James? Well,
1: I mean, I think I think and we talked about it last podcast, Ever, and 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 I think you're gonna go a little more specific, but I'll go on a more macro scale and I'll just say Jim. <laughs> Jim <laughs> Get him this Schwartz! Get him, is for get one him one Schwartz! Fall. Get him Schwartzy! Um, I'm I'm I, I am so pumped to see this maniac running around the sidelines yelling it at refs, freaking you know throwing. I mean he's he's fire. He's that. I mean you know whatever you felt about Chip or whatever. And and I said this uh, on the air when I was uh, doing the post game on 97.5 five after that god awful Detroit loss on Thanksgiving. Um, I, I was like, I know Chip's an even keel guy, but at what point do you do you need someone who's going to go in and throw a table around, you know? Um, and I don't know if you do or don't, but in my mind, I feel like you, you need someone to do something, and I feel like Jim Schwartz is going to be that guy whenever that is needed, because uh, Doug Peterson certainly does not seem like the flip a table over kind of guy. Um, <laughs> don't you
0: think Doug would be like he'd get to the table? Doug dude. Would be
1: hey. You'd hey, be like, hey, "Gosh darn it!" Hey, uh, oh, hey. sorry, sorry for the language. You'd be, "Gosh darn it!" Sorry for the language, but um, you know, I'm, like, I'm like a he wouldn't upset. flip over the
0: table. He would just shake it back and forth, and then just like knock over yeah, a it'd cup. Be like great. that's his, it'd be
1: great. Yeah. So uh, instead,
0: of, yeah, Jim's the Jim's the guy to get the room yeah. Fired so up. I'm
1: uh, I'm pretty pumped, and as you lead into yours, I'll just say hashtag Free Vinny.
0: Yeah, uh, and and that's exactly like Mosher well, already said. Mine. This I people. You don't understand, everyone, that when you put Jim together with the four starting defensive linemen, it's over. This defensive line is special. This defense has the potential to be very special. I will keep saying this until I'm blue in the face. Except that you have a Hall of Fame defensive tackle, except that they're going to pay him quarterback money and they should because once you see this thing go everybody's going to be very much on board with it and it's going to whether that happens in the first snap of preseason or week one or anywhere else this defensive line they're all going as soon as the quarterback goes ready it's and that they, and they're all just going to float into these black demons with red beady eyes Every single offensive line that they can, every single right and left tackle, they, they, they don't understand, James. People don't understand that once you put, once you free Vinny, you're not just freeing Vinny. you're freeing everybody on that line. There's no more. I mean, yes, you're, they're going to set the edge, kinda. <laughs> they're going. I mean, it's going to look a little different than what we're used to as far as wide nine is concerned. I know I already said that before, but James. These guys are gonna run through dudes like butter. It is not going to be pretty for a lot of okay offensive lines. Like if if the if this was the Patriots game last year, if they if you, you had this set up last year versus the Patriots, uh they'd be teeing off. Like Brady wouldn't even have scored two touchdowns in that last game. This is going to be one of the most dominant defensive lines in the league. And I can't wait to get a taste, James.
1: John got so excited there for all the listeners out there. We actually had to restart the recording. Because <laughs> he was the swinging space his bar. arms around and he slapped the space bar. That's how excited he got. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. Like I, like you said, I mean, uh, you know, just seeing like Vinny and, and Connor and... Brandon Graham, and then obviously the two big guys in the middle just running around in this defense is gonna be is gonna be a blast. I mean, like uh, that's what you get most excited for. And when you say Jim Schwartz, that's that's the hallmark. You know, that's what Jim Schwartz does. He's a he's a a D line whisperer, and he's yeah, coming into a yeah. spot with a with a ton of talent up front. And and you know, I, I, again with the whole Cox thing you mentioned. I mean, you know, and I think and you're everybody him knows in a it, but that's what year. I mean. Like like Cox is like. <laughs> Cox Cox is like a real and I don't I'm fine paying him because I he is he is so good. I I I bristle at paying a defensive tackle that much but he is such a difference maker that it's worth it. He really does change everything. Like he is a, a, a the, one of the guys you have to game plan for specifically just for him if you're the other team. So uh, I'm with you. I mean I, I we just could see an a, just a, a, an epic year from Fletcher Cox which you know heading into a contract year you know you might want to yeah but um uh, you know <laughs> they they can technically that look they got um two two franchise tags they could use plus the you know so the other uh the fifth year option so i mean essentially they control him for the next 3 years no matter what if they want to so yeah. it could be worse
0: uh, yeah i just and like i don't know why it's like, cuz i've seen it a few uh, for a few days in a row now where people are bringing up like Know, but thinking about trading them and stuff and thinking about like what do we <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, no, what we especially about, because what, me, but, what kind of value
1: are you are you gonna get? Maybe you get some draft picks, like you'd rather have that than Fletcher Cox.
0: If you were gonna replace him, you should have taken a defensive lineman in this draft. You know, like you should have taken a D-tackle in this draft and been like, okay, well, at least we have this. But they didn't. That's why I'm saying they didn't even flinch with that. So in my in my view, there's no way. And Howie's already said this. So I don't said know why it. There's no way Howie's coming up. I mean,
1: up. There, there, he was way, way, way too... Howie was like, I can't say this any clearly. Fletcher Cox is going to be an eagle for a long time. We're not trading him. Like, he made it like... And I mean, it, there's one thing to, to, you know, veering different directions with the media and trying to, you know, kind of push things one way or another or, or be coy or whatever... Uh, or you know play games with the media that's not a game that's a that's a you know you've got real explaining to do if if that doesn't happen um you know you look like an ass really is what happens yeah. especially unless unless it's like you know like last year from Mariota or something where it's that type of trade where it's like you know to get your franchise quarterback um you know
0: well, I, I, let's i want to touch on that for a second james because you had you had brought that up too it's just like everybody brings up jJ watt and they say well, I mean like you wouldn't pay him right? But essentially, now you would hope that the Eagles have the quarterback to go along with that. Houston's problem was never that J.J. Watt is is getting paid a ton of money and they have no cap room for a quarterback or anything else. It's they they now they paid well. Who knows about Brock? Like I know I have no I have no faith in that kid, and I'm not I'm still back and forth on on Bob and uh, and how he's you know, kind of uh scouting quarterbacks and things like that. But I mean he's probably better than Brian Hoyer. So that's that's gonna be uh a, a huge factor moving forward. And you have Carson Wentz here for uh you know the next four years at twenty six million dollars and a fifth year option. <laughs> so it's like that's five years pay Fletcher Cox 13 million dollars or 12 million dollars because that's where, by the time Fletcher is done with his prime and you've given him that large contract, you're going to extend him to a lower amount after that by the time that you have to pay Wentz, hopefully if that all pans out. What is everybody freaking out about? It's tailor-made to work. That's why they did this, I think. That's more the reason why they were they were never <laughs> intending on giving Sam Bradford a long-term deal, because that's when you would have turned into some large cap issues if you have to pay him 18 or 19 or whatever it is that ends up being here so i just want to settle everybody down and be like dude there's no way this doesn't work out cap room wise there there's plenty of things that they can do uh and it and you still have aglore and matthews to figure out if they're going to be worth that money anyway so i think this is and and the cap's going to continue to go up so what is everybody worried about I don't you know. know. Like is, is it just the stigma of like, well, defensive tackles don't win Super Bowls? Well, yeah, but now you have a quarterback. That was the point, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, now you have both of those things, so you don't have to rely on just Fletcher Cox. So I don't know. I, I, I don't block our Cox. You can't block our Cox because it's impossible. He's a Hall of Famer. Just end the discussion there. You pay Hall of Famers. You pay good players. And that's it, James. Any final thoughts as we're rolling out here?
1: I don't even know if I like what to say after that. I'm just, I just am gonna shut up. That was, that was good <laughs> enough for me. That was, that was a, that was a rant. I love it.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it felt good because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hating the uh, somewhat getting ready for. I don't know if here, it, maybe it's just, you know, maybe what? it's just people who, like expect it to, to not happen to be gone or they're not gonna be good or I, I don't know. It's just. You can't let go of Fletcher Cox. I'm sorry. It's just... Yeah.
1: No, I, John, I, you're preaching to the choir here. I, I think, I, I, I don't think people. I think the vast majority of the fan base agrees, and that there's a, a somewhat vocal minority being heard now, more so because maybe even it's a different voice than Bradford, Bradford, Bradford. So maybe there's just you know kind of nothing to talk about besides Bradford, and people are trying to kind of force stuff.
0: Yeah, and that uh, that makes a lot of sense, and hopefully that will have some more interesting topics. Look, we're going to have a during the it's the off season, baby, so we're going to have a lot of fun. We might start talking about, you know, summer shows that we're watching uh and and tying them into the Eagles somehow. I know that we've got a couple of uh, uh musical things that we're trying to get into on the tail end here, so we're going to we're going to try and have some fun this off season because I I know it's a really hard trek to get from this point into OTAs and then that humongous awful drop in July where there's really nothing going on Eagles-wise or NFL related. We'll just have some fun. So we appreciate everyone uh, hanging out and sticking with us. And uh, for episode number 165, that is going to do it. I am John Barchard. He is James Zeltzer. We will catch you next time right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Folks, we have now reached our final destination of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We realize you have a choice in podcast, and we thank you for choosing ours.